Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. It is a day. Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Here we are. Here we are. What's new? Literally nothing. I mean, like, <laughs> well, when people are listening to this, they're going to have heard the Babyface and Teddy Riley battle. That, that would have already happened, hopefully. Okay. So, assuming it happened, mm-hmm. how was it? It was so good. The sound worked. <laughs> how were the memes? The memes were not as good as the first time. How was the dress? How the the dress was casual. How <laughs> How was the reaction to the battle? Very muted. Yeah. <laughs> I, I you know, it was uh it was three people in the in the Instagram live. Yeah. That was it. What a weird experience. I you know. know. You go from 400,000 to down to 3. 3. Crazy. Who were the 3? It was Tyrese? <laughs> Tyrese. It was right before Tyrese <laughs> threw the tile in. Um, I think that uh, one of the cool things, I'm just going to be honest, one of the cool things about doing 30-something episodes in 30-something in days, 30-something days yeah. and doing three guests every day mm-hmm. was the, uh, the bigger idea of 90 plus guests. You know, I, I think it is sort of a flex. It's like, yeah, look at what we've done. You know, that's that's sort of a show off moment for us, right? Yeah. Not everything is smooth, I think people should understand. No. So yesterday we were supposed to, like, I went to sleep knowing yeah. that we had this episode locked. This one today. No. And then it wasn't. Well, no, it's that division og chase b and erica ramirez we called them at the last minute yeah and we made this thing happen yeah. because otherwise it was just like i i it was 11 a.m and i was just like we'd we'd gotten canceled on by somebody else who's coming on later this week yep and so rescheduled like, is the is the proper term postponed uh whatever yeah. it was sort of yeah. it was sort of like the instagram live right <laughs> yeah it got pushed a couple of days yes but it was so disheartening and you feel like you're letting down so many people yeah and um and and you feel let down you know we yeah. we counted on something and then it was like not the same but uh i think out of all of this what we've shown is you just sort of regroup yep you rethink and you make a few more phone calls and here we are this is a great episode today but jeff before we get there yeah we should talk about patreon.com patreon.com slash it's the real that's where uh we have set up shop which is to say that it's somewhere where our listeners who who fuck with us yeah you know not yeah. listeners who are more passive no nope. but listeners who fuck with us and who are with us day in and day out and they're just like i believe in this thing yeah i believe in these two guys who are doing all these interviews Absolutely. and i like hearing what these guys get from all these artists and, yeah. and personalities where i can make these investments in them and okay. so if you go to patreon.com slash it's the real sign up for one of our tiers we've got a bunch of them from two dollars to way more yep and and with, we appreciate everyone with that yeah. We will gift you things, T-shirts, stickers, uh, private Zooms. We did one uh, this weekend. I do want to say, too, I like that point, what you're saying about, like, the real people who fuck with us, right? Yeah. Because I think there are people who come and go. Yeah. But there are so many people who have listened to 307 episodes of A Waste Time That's the Real who are there day in and day out with us and want to be a part of this. And those are the people who we see over at patreon.com slash it's the real. And we appreciate those people and we appreciate the ones who, you know, show up here and there. Yeah, but it's degrees, right? Yeah. Like, I fuck with you if you are helping me pay my rent. <laughs> <laughs> fuck with you a little bit harder than, <laughs> than people who are not, you know? Listen, thank you to everybody who helps keep the lights on around here, yep. who helps keep food on the table, and who helps getting these guests on the show through uh, keeping us going Every day. Yes. So Jeff, on the podcast today. On the podcast today is Division. Yo, Daniel and 1985. I wasn't expecting, well, I mean, you know, I wasn't expecting <laughs> any of this. We weren't expecting this episode to happen. Yeah, but uh, but no, I was I was very grateful that um, that we were able to make this happen. Yeah. Super last minute. It Listen, uh, if there's anyone to talk to about their album, it's these guys who have created a masterpiece out there. Uh, we waited three years for this, and it is a pleasure to talk to two people at the pinnacle of their short career so far but three albums in and this one is just like out of here i mean it's it's fantastic we talk about a lot of what went into it a lot of the realities of putting your album out during a quarantine not being able to celebrate it together um 
and the creative process. And I think that was really cool. Shout out to Division. Yes, OG Chase B. Yo, that's our guy. That's yeah. our guy for, man, uh, 10 years or so. We did uh, the Travis Scott's first interview. Yep, we did that. Um, I like how you called him the Travis Scott. I meant the shoe. <laughs> uh, but we, we called, we called uh, OG Chase B. And we talked to him about being in Houston his mother asking him to come down there after living in New York. Maybe it's safer down there. The realities of how they're handling COVID-19 in Texas, which is way different than in New York. And we talked to him about his upcoming music and uh, a lot more. Shout out to Chase B. And Erica Ramirez, yes. who is, she has a dog. Well, that's, I like that. That's the number one thing. Well, Erica she, Ramirez, yep. dog owner. She is a dog owner. <laughs> the dog, Diego peas on flowers oh i thought you were going to go into the fact that you wanted diego to be named rick ross yeah yeah so erica ramirez dog owner also does illy magazine yep but I, you know i l y short for i love you yep dog owner though yeah that's that's what we're gonna go with yeah and she has a patreon and you should contribute to that as well and she's a great person and has great there's a lot of great stuff about this episode let's not shower it all on erica <laughs> let's put it on the flowers <laughs> Here's what we're going to do first, Jeff. Mm -hmm. We're going to get on the phone with Division. Daniel, 1985. What's happening, guys? What up? What's up, going on? What's good? Uh, how are you guys doing in these uh, just unprecedented times? I guess I'll start. This is 1985 talking. Uh, we just released our album a few days ago. Yep. So for me, it hasn't seemed any different because the last maybe two months, maybe like six to eight weeks, I was already quarantined, <laughs> just working on the album, just kind of like in go mode every day, you know, doing 14, 15 hour days, just, you know, putting all my focus into that. So when everybody else started saying they're going crazy, I was like, I don't know, like, I don't get it. Why? Was like, What's the difference? Because I just hadn't, I literally hadn't been leaving my house for like weeks at a time. Yeah, but it's got to be weird to, to finish an album and then not be able to to like go out and like hear it in clubs and you know to hear it in cars driving by yeah the way or... that like it's meant to be heard so like that's got to be like a, a weird thing right it's super weird I, I think a lot of the feedback from a lot of people is just like i'm so used to listening to division with another person yeah. or you know in a certain setting i'm now just here by myself <laughs> yeah yeah the other, the other thing i'm seeing is people are, are, are finding ways to kind of like have their own like in-house jam with it anyways like people <laughs> i've seen a lot of people uh, uh girls and stuff like decide they're gonna get up and get dressed and pour up a drink and turn on turn on the album over the past couple of days so i guess they're just trying to recreate the experience on their own i think there's always something special when a verse comes in um when you have a feature come in does it still seem like just sort of like mind-blowing to get something back from bougie bantan Oh, come on. That was <laughs> that was a that was a flooring legendary experience. And the crazy thing about it is is how fast he did it too. Like it was he was very much a, a situation where, you know, um he just kinda heard what we did, loved it and, and got right to work and sent it you know, uh, completed his, his part. So it was it was really crazy. Like, um Were you guys together really when you when you when you pressed play for the first time? Um, were we together when we pressed play? No, no, no. Daniel, no. Daniel had it first and he's like, yo, I don't know if I'm hearing this right. <laughs> just, here, I'm just going to text you something. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, just, he's like, I don't even want to explain it. Just like, just listen to what I text you. And he texted me. I was like, yo, is this for real? I was like, yo, <laughs> like what? <laughs> definitely, definitely our favorite, like, you know, um, legendary reggae artist probably that's still with us. Yeah. On both of our parts, I think. Well, guys, uh, a, a few yeah. weeks ago, uh, we were on the phone with Tanisha Scott, who obviously, you know, Toronto, obviously, like, Jamaican, obviously, you know, of, yeah, of that. Yeah, Tanisha. Man. Yeah. And, and we were talking yeah. about, you know, uh, growing up in Toronto uh, in, a, in, in the late 90s, early 2000s, like, era of, of different parties in the basement and, like, that whole Sean Paul vibe or whatever. What was growing up in Scarborough like for you guys? And what was your experience in terms of, like, you know, Jamaican, Toronto vibes? 
I mean, it's a different it's a different era of it, but it was it was the same shit, man. Like we all, a lot of us have have that West Indian background, um, whether it be Jamaica or uh, you know uh, Guyanese or Trinidad Trini and you know all that. There's plenty of, of different cultures in the city, but you know our areas in Scarborough that you know uh, you know I came up in and it the, the environment was was a lot heavily, you know, Jamaican influence. You can walk around and talk to somebody that, you know, might look Asian or might look, you know, white or whatever else. They'll still understand like the basics of Patois, you know, it's the whole city kind of has a little bit of that touch to it. So those parties, that food, that culture, that talk was all very second nature. And both me and 85 both come from, you know, Jamaican households, you know, Jamaican mothers and Jamaican cooking and, you know, that, that culture. So, you know, it, to have somebody like Butcher jump on our track, was crazy! Just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every 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 restaurant that in in the city, we feel like owes us, uh, you know, an extra an extra <laughs> side of food at this point. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was wondering. So, uh, Do It Well is on your first album. Do It Well Part Three is on this one. What happened to Do It Well Part Two? Yeah, that's the question. <laughs> um, we it definitely does exist. <laughs> oh no, I know it exists. exists. I don't want to know where it is. I'm wondering if it actually exists or if they missed it. No, they haven't missed it. It's not another song. Like I've seen a lot of people say, like, is it this song? Maybe disguised as the second <laughs> part. No, it's a song that we haven't released yet. Yeah. We're still figuring out how we kind of put that one out there, but it definitely. You know Star Wars? Yeah. It's kind of like Star Wars, where it's like <laughs> you got certain episodes at different times, you know? You might get a different part of the piece of the puzzle at different times. It's that kind of idea behind it. I fuck with it. Yeah. Another one of our uh, favorite uh, guests on, on this new album is Jessie Reyes. And um, we had her down here uh, before the quarantine, and we sat down with her for an hour and a half, and her spirit is just like, unlike basically anybody that we've ever met she's just very very special like no other yo she's so she's so smart and funny and and warm warm and and in control of who she is you yeah. know um do you guys find that the same whether in you're in the studio or just seeing her like outside oh 100 percent. shout out to jesse first of all um you know i knew her first but me and 85 have both known her for years that feels like um, a flex. That feels like and, a, a, like a dig that you're like making. I knew her first. Got it. I did, no, because the relationship started. It started with it started with with, with me. But at the end of the day, eighty five and her and her team and our teams of all the you know the the, the connections are you know they run deep. And um, for for sure, a hundred percent, she's um, she is who you're seeing there. She's so alive, so. Um, you know, smart and funny and and fun and playful, but still, you know, serious and has a has a has an agenda and has goals and aspirations. It's, it's crazy. And I think eighty five might have even been the one that suggested her for the song. So that's really the flex. Yeah, shouts <laughs> to him. I think that I think that song is just it's written so smart in all ways, you know. And and it's it's nice to have someone who can like speak the same language as you, you know, singing at the same time, you know. Yeah, that's that's what made that song so special for us because we had always wanted that perspective on it, but it's not like you can just ask anybody to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you guys are sort of known as like very press averse, right? Like, like you don't do many interviews. Um, but I feel like with this album, you guys are starting to break out of your comfort zone in that, in that respect. So, I mean, like, one, Daniel, like, what was it like to get the, the phone call from the Joe Budden podcast? Like, what was, what was going through your head when that came in when they said, like, hey, it's Rory? Um, I was just kind of thinking, oh, okay, here we go. Because I know how they do. I've watched the podcast <laughs> before. I know how they do. They surprise people with phone calls. And, yeah. You know, I was just kind of like, all right, here we go. Where, where, where are we going? This? I don't know if it's going to be what a topic about, you know, relationships or, or anything. <laughs> but, you know, it was about the album. And, you know, shout, shout out. um you know, anybody that, that, that was taking it and loved the album and, you know, well, I appreciate the, their opinions on the music. Have you guys always understood the, the media side to this where, you know, 
a rollout plan will, you know, constitute certain things. And like a big portion of that is like the phoners to radio stations is getting on podcast is like, you know, showing your face or were you, you know, essentially like, okay with yourselves taking the stand where it's like, no, we'll let the music speak for itself. And that's it. I think it's better both for us. You know, I, I would say we're still understanding it because we haven't done as much media as other artists for sure. So we're still learning that side of it. But we also, at at the beginning, we're just like, you know what, let the music speak. And then as our music voice grows, our actual voices will grow more. Now we're doing a bit of both. So it's kind of like going hand in hand. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think also, um, you know, September 5th was, was a very special album for uh, just so many people. Obviously, for, for finding you guys the first time, um, Hallucinations was just a monster of a track. Um, I think that uh, a lot of people had this idea where it's like, okay, OVO should have this monster behind them and the the whole building should move in a certain way. But I think when you look at what you guys have done, what the whole OVO has done in terms of like letting the music, you know, find its audience and people really like become this, this, uh, cult sort of, uh, you know, Following? listenership. Yeah. yeah. And, and allow that to, to, uh, organically grow. That's been special. It's sort of like what Dreamville does, you know, in where they're not sort of shoving things down your throat. It's like, let it build and build. So by your third album, what was the biggest like learning experience you guys took, uh, going into this whole thing and in releasing this project now? I think making everything feel natural and like making it always about the music first, you know, because you, as like, as we have been getting more into press and the media side of things, you can definitely get swallowed by that. You know, there, there's so much that you don't think about when you're just in artist mode. You know, the first couple albums, we were just in artist mode. We were only like in the studio at the tour. So now there's a whole other side of things that now that we just like go with it naturally and let it flow, it's been cool to see how it grows in different ways. Yeah, for sure. And and on this project, you know, uh, you're speaking about, you know, the OVO uh, side of things. It's kind of like, you know, this album we actually, you know, got to work with, got a chance to really work with, you know, the, the team kind of a bit more, you know, uh, getting Party. Shout out to Party, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. He, uh, he, uh, he came through and killed, killed on Friends, which, you know, was, was even an assist with, with, with Drake because Drake, Drake helped out on that one. That was kind of a consorted effort between, you know, uh, Drake party and, and, and us. And, um, you know, it, it was, a it was a play that we, we wanted to make because we're like, you know, this time around, we want people to really be able to experience us doing different things and having different angles and understanding that there's, there's way more to the vision than we've shown. We just, we're just slowly opening the door for you guys. Yeah. I mean, um, so obviously touring is not a thing right now. And so, mm-hmm. The question is like, how do you? Are you going to be doing like some online performances? Are you going to be doing music videos? Like, where? How are you going to continue to roll this out so it doesn't just like exist here and now? Um, we're still kind of putting every every piece of that puzzle together just because kind of you know this whole quarantine thing kind of came out of the blue. Yeah. But we definitely plan to still be you know still interact with the fans, still find ways to be creative and and get things to them and, and connect with them and. Um, you know, really build out this album. So, you know, it's, it's, it's still week one. It's not even a whole week yet yeah. for us. So we're kind of just, we're, we're pacing, we're pacing it and planning and, and, and strategizing with the goals. Um, 85, I know that we were particularly excited when uh, we first heard that you were collaborating with Justin Timberlake. Obviously, you guys put one song out, but we understand that there's a bunch more in the tuck. Uh, what was your experience like working with someone like Justin? Oh man, Justin was the greatest. I, I always knew he was really good. I didn't know he was as like hands-on as he is in the studio. Like he writes, he produces, like he's such a, a musical mind that I don't even know if people can really see from what he does because he does so many different things. But in the studio with him, he's like, he's phenomenal. And yeah, you're right. We definitely have at least four or five other songs that we're trying to figure out the best way to like reveal those tracks He's been in Trolls mode for a little bit. And even with Trolls, like, he does so much on that. I didn't know he was as involved as he is, but he basically, like, writes the whole soundtrack to the Disney musical that it is, you know? Crazy. 
So, um, like, right now, obviously, everything's a little bit different because of <laughs> quarantine, but we had already talked about, like, right now is when he was supposed to be going through the release of Trolls, and then we were, we were going to get back in the studio. I'm not sure how soon <laughs> that's going to be, but we definitely exchange ideas back and forth, and we text all the time. So it's been really dope. Guys, I'm just curious. I'm sure, you know, having worked together for so long, you guys have a shorthand. You two, Daniel and 85, have a shorthand when you're in the studio. I'm sure that you've also worked with other um, people who are very prolific and very smart, but may not have the speed and the um, ease at which you guys work together. Is there a situation, and you do not have to name names, but is there a situation where you've worked with an artist and you felt like, man, like I thought this was going to go like really smoothly and we would just like hit it off and produce something in like an hour's time and it really did not go that way? Uh, not, I don't think so for me. I mean, I'm, I'm not nearly, I'm, I haven't been in as many rooms as, as 85, 85, obviously. He's been, you know, he's super producer been with a million different people i'm sure he might have a story maybe he's got a story but i don't think i've been in with anybody um that i've kind of been like ah man i really hoped that this would would have gone a completely different way i don't think you Pete? uh yeah i've been in one or two sessions i won't name the artist but a lot of that it comes from like our I think the new way of a lot of artists working is just them being in their own space most of the time at home by themselves so it's not like they're necessarily used to having a producer or just anybody in the room with them, you know? So when I do go there and try to collaborate in the room, like on the spot in the moment, there's definitely been artists that you can tell they're just not familiar with that. So it throws them off. And I get it, you know, like everybody has their own process. For sure. And, and also... And every day, and every day in the studio... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, one thing that a lot of people, I mean, I'm sure you guys know, but a lot of the fans don't realize, you know, every day in the studio, you don't you don't make magic, you know? Some days you're just in there just having a conversation that might lead to a record three days later. Sometimes you're in there just listening to songs. Sometimes you, you only get one line out of you, you know? Every day isn't, we, we sit there and we hit it off. Even, even with me and 85, you know, some days we, we go to the studio and, before we realize that we spent the past, you know, five hours talking about a situation or something like that. So, you know, it's just, that's just how the studio goes as creators, you know? No, for sure. And I think especially now when you have people who are isolated and not amongst other human beings, a lot of people are grasping at the, the chance to do something, but also the reality that maybe creativity is not there for them in that moment. And, you know, you talk to people who are, who are like, yo, I really, really, really want to create. And some people who are just like, no, I don't want to force it. It'll eventually come. So when you guys are taking three years to put out a project, I'm sure that you've gone through those days where it's just like, let's not force it. Let's let it naturally just flow. Oh, for sure. And the thing with us too, what a lot of people don't realize is that the big gap between even our albums, we didn't, we didn't even notice it because we were on tour. We were, Touring crazy, our whole schedule was just show, 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 show. Because you know the live, the live part of the vision is is such a big thing with us. Yeah, you know? um, it's, it's a like a very big part of what we do. You know, for anybody that hasn't been to a division show, so the the amount of touring that we did kind of made the time fly by differently in our eyes. Before we knew, realized that we had you know DMs filled with yo, when you guys coming back? <laughs> we're like, oh. Shoot. You know, so it was a lot of that, really. Um, are you guys together right now, or are you like not? I mean, like, because it's got to be very weird during a, a quarantine to not be able to celebrate your album coming out together, or to have like, you know, like like that's a that's a very real thing, right? Yeah, well, you know, we we've we've been we we have we have the kind of relationship and the the, the chemistry that's like. We've made songs off of voice notes to each other before, so this is not this is not this is nothing nothing new for us really. I mean, he's he's probably like what? What are you like twenty minutes away from me right now? Maybe yeah, fifteen. Yeah, like yeah, like, you <laughs> know, it's not. I think for for us, we're so used to kind of just like getting it done anyway when we have to get it done. So even right now, the conversation like with our whole team is like, what next? 
you know, you we've gotten the whole build up to the album, and this would have been when we started the press tour. We didn't really get to do any release parties or anything like that, but we still technically have to fulfill the album rollout, you know? So where do you go from there? And I think we're all just learning. Like, every day is going to be a new a new revelation as far as, you know, what this pandemic means to how we consume music and how we can somehow connect with fans and how we, how, like, how do you put on the show? You know, I thought Erica Badu was putting on shows from her, I guess it was her house. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like mm-hmm. a full band yeah. in the house, you know? So there's like all of those conversations like, well, what next? If you can't tour for the next, who knows how long? do you make your fans wait for that long or do you somehow figure out ways to, you know, reconnect outside of just having the album on streaming platforms? Or do you go like to each fan's house one by one (laughs) and just perform it for them? (laughs) Yo, have you guys uh, been as invested in the versus Instagram battles as everyone else in the world is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait for you. It's the, Ted, the, the Teddy and Bay well, okay. yeah, <laughs> Like, what if it doesn't happen again? What if the sound is again all fucked oh up? Oh my god, yo, if that doesn't happen again. Oh my god, they, they can't, they can't, they can't afford that. They gotta figure <laughs> that shit out. Too. So, go in your cars, open up your Spotify or your Apple Music, and play your shit. Because <laughs> otherwise, yeah, like everybody's everyone's gonna be disappointed. But we're definitely gonna be in that one tonight. Like, can you imagine the feeling? Show. I'm sorry, just the feeling of just like starting the battle and your sound being all jacked up and there's 200,000 people in there just roasting you. Oh my God. Well, then it got up to 400,000. Yeah. You know? (laughs) I will say that the jokes from Teddy's mishaps (laughs) is like some of the best stuff that I've seen online in a while. For sure. It's incredible incredible material. (laughs) It is. I wish that Babyface would show up tonight dressed like Teddy was the other night, just to start it off. (laughs) It would be incredible. Well, listen, guys, uh, congratulations on just a a tremendous piece of art. This is something that, regardless of whether you guys realized it was three years or not, it was a long time in the making, and a lot of us are just over the moon about how it was put together sonically, lyrically, guest-wise. Everything is just... A plus plus, you know, and uh, we really appreciate you guys. We're sending our love to you and yours. Take care of yourselves. Stay indoors, and uh, hopefully, we'll see you uh, in real life down the line. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you. Really thank appreciate you, so you guys. Appreciate thank you. Guys. We'll talk in a bit. No doubt. Take care, Jeff. Now let's get on the phone with our friend Chase B. Chase, what up? <laughs> yeah, what's up, y'all? Yo, what's happening? How are you? Uh, I'm bored. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, shouldn't you be playing like Fortnite right now? Man, uh, I'm not good at that game at all. I wish I was, but I'm pretty <laughs> trash at that shit. Yo, Chase, so. does this happen to you as much as it happens to us that people put that clip from out from basically Travis's first interview, like ever? And, oh yeah, <laughs> like all the time in our timeline. And I people, know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Of course, well you were there. Yeah, <laughs> right. Apparently. Yeah, but I'm just curious as to whether people are just like, "Yo, I can't believe this happened." It's like, yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah, you know, it's Travis used thing, to yeah. smile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chase, given that you are uh, putting out music, have you been especially creative in in the quarantine, or have you just been like, you know? struggling to to focus and figure out like what your yeah have you found your rhythm uh man yeah definitely found a rhythm uh i'm like pretty happy that i can have this like time off it does come in like waves though you know like sometimes like when it first started and everything i was like literally every day probably making like seven eight beats a day you know just like you know taking fucking inspiration from everything and everywhere and all the ideas that you've had like stocked up in your brain for you know whoever knows how long or whatever and um and then you just have those days where it's like man i did this shit yesterday you know <laughs> i know i can do it again tomorrow and next week and you know so it's just there, there's sometimes you just want to like sit down and not do shit and then there's other times where you're just like oh let me take the advantage of this time you know so but for the most part I, i've been like really productive so well i mean like when you look back on the beats that you've made inside how many would you mm-hmm. say are good and and like up to par for for what you do Man, uh, shit, definitely a, like a good majority. Um, just because the the time 
but I have to like just put so much detail into it. You know, like I feel a lot of times like you have like a time crunch, you're kind of just like brushing shit out or just, you know, just fucking, you know, just doing, just, to, just doing shit to, for the, the repetition of it, you know, yeah. where yeah, now I, I feel just like do I'm shit for the clout, to be, be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Same bro. Who doesn't? <laughs> Yo, Chase, it's, it's funny. We've spoken to a lot of people over the last month who have said that this quarantine, look, there's a lot of, of really devastating stuff that's happening in the world. I think they're choosing sure. to look at like the, the, the bright side of it, which is a lot of people we've spoken with have been on the road for quite a long time, yeah. right? And they're like, yo, I finally get to like sit down and focus and, and be with family and like just yeah. take that pressure of living in a hotel for like, you know, night after night after night and all that stuff that's put to the side and they're at home. Do you find that as right. well? Because you've been traveling quite a bit over the last decade as well you know right yeah um yeah it, it kind of sucks that it it's at the cost of a fucking global pandemic but yeah. uh you know i kind of realized like you know if i wasn't like a traveling dj this pretty much would be what i would be doing you know uh it's kind of at home working on music watching movies and shit you know i don't miss outside too too much you know definitely not as much as other people do oh yeah you know? but um you know, it's definitely a blessing to just be able to just sit down. Like, I've never been home this long, you know, since, like, high school. So. Yeah. Well, where where are you right now? Are you in New York? Are you... I, I'm in Houston. Yeah, I got here uh, maybe, like, three weeks ago. So I was in New York for, like, the first, like, first couple weeks of it. And then I was one of those guys that just got on the plane just because I wanted to come down here. And my mom was like, I don't know why you want to stay in New York. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, she's so right. you just got to do it. <laughs> right. She's, no, she's definitely right. She's been watching the news for sure. And, uh... Sometimes you just gotta do what your mom wants you to do. So I was like, "Fuck it," you know, get on the plane. Well, what was that here. plane ride like? I mean, like, cause, cause if that was two um, weeks into it, it must have just been empty, right? Uh, it, it was kind of weird. I thought it was gonna be like completely empty. So uh, I got to the airport and it was just like a sad, sad story, man. It was like, obviously, all the fucking food spots were closed. I was in Newark, uh, just FYI. Yeah. And, um, and it, it was just like everybody was like afraid to even. You know, like fucking bump into one another. You know, it was like super sad to just see like the disconnect with everybody. And then, um, so you get to the gate and everyone's like standing like six feet apart to get on the plane. And, um, but it wasn't like an empty flight because now, you know, usually like from, from Jersey to Houston, there's probably what, like eight, nine flights a day mm -hmm. direct, you know? And now there's like two. There was like one at like nine in the morning. There was one at like 1 p.m. or something. So, Jesus. uh, I guess, you know, those people are kind of like spread thin yeah. when it comes to flights. But uh, a lot of the people on there were fucking uh, like crew members and shit. Oh, and that so makes sense. Thing. Yeah. When I uh, when I fucking when it was like the first day uh, of this new rule that the governor put in place for Texas, where if you fly in from certain states or whatever, you gotta like basically you have to self quarantine for two. For, yeah, yeah. self quarantine. And so like they made me fill out this paper with like my address on it and like my driver's license number and all this shit. And Did they, they like, take your temperature? Not, not at all. It was just, it was just something saying that I wouldn't leave my crib for the for wow. like 14 day. Wow. And um, so I'm in the crib like, yo, are they, are they really about to like? I didn't want to like go out to eat and like go get in the food or shit like that because I'm like, what if they really come and I'm not here? Yeah. And I get like six months in jail. Or yeah. shit, that, so. that would be the that would <laughs> yeah. be the worst. Talk about like a lot of time <laughs> sitting around. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yo, you can make so many beats. <laughs> so um, so you travel back home. Uh, has yeah. it been just like quiet down there as well? Like we, we know what it's like up here. You walk the streets. Yeah. Like we only, honestly, we only go out like at midnight to go get groceries, um, right. you know, cause we got 24 hour spots around here. Uh, we don't have to go out during the day and that's that's honestly like a good thing. What is it like down in Texas right now? Man, I'm not gonna lie, shit is. <laughs> the same? <laughs> shit is pretty, pretty, fully functional right now. Oh here. my I'm God. Not gonna lie, man. <laughs> I don't know how good or bad of a thing that is, but uh, there's definitely like there was even like traffic the other day. I was like, all right, somebody's not following the rules. That's around crazy. Me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, nah, it's definitely you know you can feel it. Like it's, it's not like people are just sitting down at restaurants and going to bars. Are shit, people but, wearing masks? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Like you go to a grocery store and people are wearing masks, and then there's people that just you know are just caring about. So, but I guess like the governor said, I guess things aren't you know like the numbers aren't. Not uh, there like yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Why does it sound like Chase is about I'm, to do like a walkthrough at the club? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, I'm, I got a gig next week. <laughs> um, I just bring my own mic and shit. Yo, having been like a veteran of a lot of gigs in Vegas, 
Like, what do you think, like, that town is, like, just basically shut down? Man, I want to see it, to be honest. I was thinking <laughs> about that shit the other day. I want to go just see, like, what Vegas is like right now. You know? No lights. I I, yeah, I can't even imagine that shit. Well, actually, when you so, were in yeah, New York, like, you live close enough to, um, to Times Square that you could have yeah. walked over there. Like, did you... What what were you? What did you see when you were in New York? Man, I'm not gonna lie. I probably didn't leave my apartment like at all. I will. I wake up every day and I run like two and a half miles like down the West Side Highway. Yeah, which is basically like for me like down to like 14th Street or a little bit further than that. Yeah, that must have felt like I am Legend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so the thing in New York it was like since all you know everybody's fucking equinoxes and shit are closed. Yeah. Uh, outside was like a gym so you like you walk outside and there'll be people fucking doing their stretches over here people <laughs> like doing their little like fucking calisthenics and shit over there you know it would be mad people outside in the morning working out and shit and you just like, gotta avoid them yeah. yeah yeah but, but chase did uh day, hurdles like, right no 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 I, I didn't couldn't do hurdles oh. <laughs> but uh, i did run track though yeah yeah, yeah. Hurdles, that was me just team. trying to rub it in yeah i was just yeah. like oh right no he did not yeah. do hurdles i wanted you to say it <laughs> <laughs> um so okay so so now that you're you're staying back in texas um yeah. is there any reason for you to travel like right now uh i mean you know so i have an apartment down here yeah and um fucking uh so but it's like nothing like i got it in january just because you know me and travel in that store yeah out here yeah and, uh and um fucking what was i say oh uh, yeah but, so i got a place there so i wouldn't have to like get hotels and like stay with my mom all the time and yeah for sure which is way more convenient and um but there's like nothing in here like I, when i fucking got stuck here like i didn't have pots pans plates like no shit like that because i had just got it oh i only spent you know so much time here so I'm pretty cool now. I got some shit off of like Amazon or whatever. Oh, you did? And so groceries it, and shit. So yeah. you really like essentially moved in during the quarantine? Basically, yeah. It, it was kind of tough, and I still don't have like close to enough shit Yo, that I would want to hear. But I mean, do you feel to, you know, at home down stuff. there? What do you say? Do you feel at home down there? Uh, kind of for the most part. Like in the apartment, not so much, but in Houston, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, like all my yeah. all my like shit shit is in new york so i definitely want to get back to that we we spoke and, uh, to um to murder beats a couple weeks ago and he told us mm-hmm. that he was looking to buy a house and yeah. in the meantime he had been living in an airbnb and then the quarantine oh, hit and he had to negotiate with the the owner of the airbnb to stay there and so he's living oh, he's he's living in this place that's not his and there's like oh, no shit. stuff around for like the foreseeable future yeah but he can cook damn yes he can cook yeah so there is that yeah that's one thing i've been doing i've been cooking a lot i'm trying to i'm trying to learn some new dishes and shit well i mean like okay so, what what's your go-to dish like what are you good at uh, I'm pretty good. Breakfast is like a thing, you know what I'm saying? I can always like do the waffles and pancakes and eggs and bacon. And shit. Yeah, yeah. That's always, you know. I really thought shit. you were gonna stop at waffles, and I was gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. This sounds rough. I'll put those in the toaster, you know what I'm saying? White, microwavable. <laughs> I know all the buttons. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh, what I've been making, um, pastas, obviously. I I really like fucking like lemon pepper wings and shit. So I've been trying to perfect that recipe over here oh you're cooking that at home yeah yeah oh that's dope yeah yeah no i'm, I'm throwing down in here man that's like my, my my goal is to come out of here with like five or six new dishes um you know what I'm saying? so uh obviously like we said we've known you for a very long time and we were really excited when you signed your Gosh. deal with with Colum- with columbia and yeah uh, in in doing that, you've uh, obviously been been working on a lot of stuff. You put out May Day. What is the mm-hmm. the near future hold for you in terms of like releasing your music? Man, so uh, me and my good friend Ashton, who's uh, on Def Jam, we just dropped a song actually last well, a couple of days ago called Casino. So um, yeah, that's out now. And uh, yeah, me me and Don have been working on a lot of music. Don Tyler, yeah, been man, working on a whole bunch of shit. So. Uh, yeah, we we have a whole bunch of stuff coming out. Fucking um, yeah, I'm still I'm almost done with my album, so you know I feel like I definitely want to be outside when uh, all that stuff is going down. Yeah, so I feel like well, I was wondering that like, definitely plays a major part in some of these releases. Yeah, you know, like, for everybody. Has so. the quarantine made you push stuff back? I mean, like, cause you know you you have put stuff out during a quarantine, and so like mm-hmm. there, how do, how are people responding to it? Like, are and how do you how do you gauge that? 
Man, it's kind of tough. Like, I don't think it's pushed me back yet, you know? I didn't, like, plan on dropping my album in, like, April or anything like that. So, um, that hasn't affected any of that. Uh, with Casino, we just always wanted that song to come out. So, we dropped that. And, um, yeah, it hasn't affected me too much uh, musically. If anything, I feel like, you know me, like, I'm not a rapper. Right. Yeah. Not right. yet. Yeah, not yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not healthy. Yeah, things that <laughs> but, Chase uh, is going to work on in the crib are rapping and lemon pepper right. rings. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's just like, you know, everyone's in the studio. So, like, I feel like everyone's production is, like, like an all-time high. So, you know, getting features back and, like, whatever. Well, that's you know, good. Definitely. But also, being being a DJ and being a popular like club DJ, that's mm. like the perfect way to gauge whether you know a record really hits or yeah. if it or if it needs like something else. And now, yeah. n- no one has that. No, yeah, exactly. That, that's probably the biggest blow to this shit. Is like you know I want to hear Casino in the club super bad, and now that it's out, it's like you so know, so I, then there's definitely certain songs that you want to wait. Until so, you know, it's like, nah, this one has to be like when people are back out. So who do you like stuff is more like? Who do you who you who, who do you trust then to like to play it? And you're like, yo, all right, because because you can go out again, you can drop something in the club and know that that's the one. But who's the mm-hmm. person that you can send a song to by email and be like, yo, they co-signed it, then that's it. Yeah, definitely just other DJs, you know, especially like the radio DJs around here, around Houston, um, you know, New York. You know, I'm always going to Clark for stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, definitely just I just feel like fellow producers and, and DJs is people you know you got to hear that you know they just kind of guide you through it. Who do I have to murder to get on that list? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, no comment on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all, all peace over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Chase, we, we we've been checking in on obviously like the people that we call, but we want to know like how your family is yep. doing, and have you been affected like either you know within your circles or tangentially by uh, COVID nineteen? Uh, I've had a couple family members actually that 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 had it, um, but they all like recovered and shit, so I was all good with that. Thank God, uh, yeah. Definitely very blessed and lucky to say that for real. I know how crazy this shit is, especially. My whole family's from the East Coast, so, you know, that shit's running wild over there. So, uh, but yeah, everybody's recovered. Everybody's cool. We had, like, this big Zoom party fucking call on Easter and shit. So we all were talking, checking in on each other and shit. So that's all we get. Uh, I feel like, to be honest, man, I'm like, it's so scary that, you you know, you can be fucking uh, asymptomatic. So yeah. yeah, I was doing a lot of flying in, like, those first... You know, before it actually became like a quarantine, and before like the whole Rudy Gobert shit, yeah, and all of that. Like when people were first like really skeptical about it, I was flying like basically every day. You know, still, like like before, well, I feel I feel like the middle of March was like the real yeah. It's when everything like really shit. shut down. Yeah, yeah. So like in February, I was flying like every day. So I'm like, did I have this shit or you know like maybe it's scary. like even now you might right, have exactly right. So uh, even my mom now is like, are you coming over for dinner? All this type of shit. I'm just like, I don't even know if I should go over there. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's it's. I don't know if I like went into a grocery store and got it. You know, my I live, my uh, my grandfather lives at my crib. Man, or at my parents' crib. No, so that's like, that shit's scary, and it's it's like you know, this is the sacrifice that we all have to make, which yeah. is you, yeah. you you don't see your immediate family. Yeah, like we haven't seen our to. brother. We haven't seen our mom. We haven't seen our aunt. Like, yeah, and we, we do sucks, Zooms. Man. Yeah, we do Zooms like, you know, every, every week. Yeah. yeah. When you did your Easter yeah. Zoom, did you get dressed up in pastels? I did not actually, but I did. Uh, I had my backgrounds all set up. Oh, nice. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, had, I had all my like festive little wallpapers and shit behind me, so I was... You know, I was bringing the energy for sure. Was it was it was it hectic? Where they're like, you know, eighty people in your Zoom? Oh no, my family. We man, we keep it kind of chill. To be honest, it was probably like maybe like twelve of us. Oh, that's good. At a time and shit. Yeah, yeah. No, we we keep it super chill around here. So I don't know if it was like a family reunion. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's wearing matching t-shirts. Yeah, my dad has this crazy ass beard now. I've never even seen that. Oh shit, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Actually, wait. What are you gonna do about your hair? Man, it's just, it's out here, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's just growing exponentially by the minute, so I don't know. Yeah, because, like, Maybe I'll I... just keep it after this shit. Like, you know me, I, um, I've always had the same sort of haircut. Yeah. And I'm mm-hmm. debating whether or not to get a rat tail. 
Oh, or, shit. or to um well to, for the for the record you did you did order clippers yeah uh, and i'm gonna get my my barber to facetime barber. me in and then like just like tell me what to do <laughs> and coach you through it yeah no like he, he said he would and i was like yo you're the best like this is this is exactly what i needed but yeah it, it could be a rat tail so like you know i think oh, that wow. like yo, yeah. you're working on cooking i'm working on a rat tail it's very yeah very fashion forward you right. know yeah. cut your hair and then just watch tv for the next month and a half Yo, yeah. here's, here's, a, here's another thing that, that we know about chase uh big into shoes has a great oh. shoe collection do you actually switch it up on a day-to-day basis now that like it's just you that you're impressing uh kind of like i said a lot of my shit is in new york so, true uh, true i'll probably have like i don't know probably like 15 pairs of shoes in houston and um yeah but you got a store yeah, <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> There's definitely the store there. And I've gone over there a couple of times just to be like, yo, I'm tired of wearing the same hoodie like every day. So I'll just go over there and grab some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. So for a little grocery store, runs, just like, why not? Just like put on a little some type of whatever, just, you know, for the sport. Actually, have sure you, you still been... got it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Make sure you still got it. Okay. <laughs> um, have, have you been recognized during quarantine? Oh, just like by, by what, but, like civilians? Yeah, by shit? civilians. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I was actually, I was in CVS the other day and this kid was like, yo, you're not supposed to be out here, bro. Like, hey, man, gotta get my toiletries. My nigga. Like, you know, hygiene doesn't stop for anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were, <laughs> we were walking, uh, through Central Park the other day. Again, we don't normally go out during the day. We haven't really gone out at all, like during this whole thing. And we decided to like, just take a walk to get some fresh air. Cause we did like six phone calls in a row and we like needed to get yeah. outside. And uh, so we, we walked through Central Park and got recognized by somebody who works there, right? And we're both wearing our masks and we're just like, how did you, how did you like see this? And then like other people, by the way, were just like, oh, we probably recognized like, you know, glasses and curly hair. And then it's like, no, it was Jeff's Raiders jacket. And the guy was like, I've seen that on Instagram. So. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. Oh, he's locked in. Yeah. Yeah. Major drip. <laughs> um, listen, Chase. Uh, we just uh, we're, we're thrilled to hear your voice. We're thrilled to know that you're doing all right, that you're hanging out uh, and hanging in down in Houston. Uh, be well. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Uh, we love you, and uh, hopefully we'll see you on the other side of this. All right. For sure, man. Love you guys, man. Well, we'll have a big uh, COVID-free party in New York. Absolutely. Yeah, or we should do Easter uh, Zoom. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I wear the pastels next time. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. All right, Joe. Jeff, let's get on the phone now with our friend, Erica Ramirez. Erica! What up? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All this energy. That's right. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing very well. How are you doing? Uh, today, I'm good. Uh, it changes every day. But well, today, I'm good, and that's all that matters. Tell everybody what you've been working on while you've been inside. So I guess like within the past month that I've been self-isolating, um, my routine hasn't changed that much because as you guys know, I'm very much an introvert and stay indoors as it is. Um, but I've been mostly trying to focus on something I could do creatively that is worthwhile uh, for other people and myself to kind of like indulge in. Um, something that, you know, I talked to both of you guys about is coming up with this newsletter that I've been, that I have been advertising on Patreon as far as compiling resources and interviews about emotional wellness and also just like on the spot audio bites of people talking about love. So I'm trying to compile all of that into a newsletter and I'll be sending the first one at the top of the month. Um, but I'm doing it through Patreon just because you know, I feel like during these times you want to give, but also be very aware that you also need to take care of yourself. So I'm trying to, I'm going that route for this, this project for Illy, but that's kind of mostly what I've been focusing on while I'm indoors and also taking care of a puppy that makes me question if I want children. <laughs> Erica, you are one of the um, most creative people we know, one of the most uh, introspective people that we know. How have those things uh, come to heads while you've been in self-isolation? So, I mean, I feel like there's something that, uh, you know, at least like, I know Jeff and I have talked offline as, as far as like intention. Like, I feel like we've always had 
intention you guys i and other like friends that we know as far as creatives had this like in the back of our minds when we've been creating all this time it's like not like what we do but why we do it Mm -hmm. um and i think that's just been like amplified during isolation because as alone as we are we're also realizing that we are we are also somewhat like dependent on one another in order to kind of like survive whatever like mental and physical things that we're going through so I feel like that is something that has been amplified as far as my creative process and like output has has gone. It's just like, why am I doing this versus mm-hmm. like, what am I doing? Like, what can I give and how can I give it in order for to kind of just like calm whatever I can um, of other people? Like, I feel like my goal has always been to like create a safe space for vulnerability. So it's almost just like, how do I do that while I'm in isolation and also mm-hmm. while others are in isolation yeah we were talking offline about um patreon and how it's it's so hard to build a community on this new platform when you don't have like existing ip that people know and understand so talk about the process of like building a newsletter over there as opposed to elsewhere I mean, I, and like you said, Jeff, like we've talked about it, it's just so hard to like even consider asking for anything like for, from anyone, like friends, family, like readership, like I, it's just such a brand new concept to me, but I feel like we've all talked about it, probably not enough, clearly the fact that we also need help as far as like creating stuff and like resources and all that. So like just the process of I guess the overthinking of creating something that other people would have to donate to get was like hard on its own. Cause I was just like, should I be doing this at this time? Like people, you know, are filing for unemployment. And then I think I just had to have like several talks with myself and with like you guys and other like creatives, as far as just like, you want to create something that is worthwhile to like all parties involved. And in order for that to happen, like both of us need to feel good about it. And also like, not having money or not having enough to survive is a real thing, um, especially with creatives. And it's been a real thing this entire time. I think it's now more um, emphasized because we're being honest with how like this economy is pretty shitty. So it's just like, I think that's like the old, <laughs> that's like the point of the process that was so hard for me was to get over that and to be very like real with like what I need and what others need and what like to find a balance between those two. Um, I feel like now that it's out on Patreon and I'm kind of like getting people subscribed and like all that is coming in, I feel really like almost like motivated because it's just like, okay, I'm not in this alone. I feel like that is something that I did not even realize would come like that feeling of being on Patreon of just like this like community of like, I believe in this and you believe in this. That's like awesome. And it only motivates me more to like give more of like, myself as far as like ideas and resources. Erica, how on a daily basis do you uh, maintain your mental stability? Like, do you reach out to people? Do you uh, look forward to people reaching out to you? Are you texting more? Are you FaceTiming more? How do you stay in touch with other humans? I'm definitely not FaceTiming as much as I I probably should. Someone the other day FaceTimed and I didn't answer the call and they're like, you're not doing anything. I'm like, that doesn't mean I have to answer your call. Like, I think we just have to be like very mindful that we do not feel, or most of us do not feel the same every single day or consecutively. So that also may mean that other people feel the same way. They sometimes don't feel like talking and sometimes they feel like just, talking the entire day with people just to feel like some sort of connection but Mm. i think that i've been i'm not sure if i should if i'm reaching out as much as i should be but i feel like i am very aware as to why i'm not and when i do speak to people i try to like express why i haven't been in case they have been looking for me to reach out um i just want to be like very mindful of people's feelings but also try to be mindful of mine i'm I mean, but also, I mean, like, that is your character, right? Like, you're not somebody who is always seeking attention. You're somebody who is very comfortable being by yourself and, like, you know, letting people come to you. Yeah. I mean, one problem, one thing I've had, like, this difficulty with, and I've kind of, like, talked it through in therapy, is I'm actually, like, really 
the space, the self-isolation of space that it's giving me, it's giving me like more mental space um, because I'm also so used to just being very indoors. And I feel a little guilty when others are having a hard time with it and I'm not. So I usually also, that's probably why I probably don't reach out as much is because I'm taking advantage of this process that's happening with me. I'm just like creating boundaries and like um, pretty much just thinking of myself first. That's kind of what this space is. Um, allowing me to do Um, so I think that that's like something that is hard to also speak on especially if other people are not having such like that sort of a time with their space or having more difficulties with it but like you said Jeff like I'm also not that outgoing of a person like I'm not (laughs) I wouldn't be out for drinks anyway so I'm not about to FaceTime and have drinks on Zoom with 30 other people because that's not also something I would do any other time Erica. and if so i'm i'm still gonna leave like two minutes in Erica, so i'm gonna about, log out how about, how about this how about this can you imagine a scenario in which you started to date someone and then you moved in sort of quickly because the quarantine was happening and you were living with your new partner just like weeks or a month in <sighs> This is just right. <laughs> like the more you talk about it, like um, what happens if you don't like the person once you live with them? I mean, I've thought about how how it would be if I would have like isolated with someone. Like I was dating someone and we ended up isolating together. Um, I could have only prayed that we had a two bedroom in case so I could go into the other room or the other person could go into the other room at any time. I think it's just, that is such a difficult scenario to imagine because I start getting anxiety and then I start getting annoyed as if I am in that scenario. <laughs> um, but it's just, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I wonder if like, if I would risk it and just be like, I'm out. Like, cause you guys know, like even at like events and parties like once I need to leave I leave so I don't know what I would do if I was in a scenario where I couldn't leave for the sake of my health and other people's health um I feel like I would just like pick a spot in the in the apartment and be like hey so like whenever I don't want to talk to you this is my corner uh, I'm gonna be yeah. over here that's yeah, like in, a, in the have... office when the Michael Scott paper <laughs> oh, company yes, I was just Sorry, I just woke up Diego. Um, that is exactly the scenario or the scene I was thinking about where, like, Michael has actually two spots. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, because one, one is his office. <laughs> yeah. He can't that relax exactly, in his office. Yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Like, I would choose two spots and be like, these two are mine. And But I'm also, like, very aware that I could be maybe a little annoying or, like, cheesy. So I... I don't know if I would be open to someone telling me to go to my corner, but I would be open. <laughs> I would be open to having a conversation of like, hey, maybe it's time for us to go to our like individual corners. Oh, um, oh but God. I feel like that would be something, at least on the spot right now, that I could think of that I would do is I would follow in Michael's footsteps in a lot of things, especially <laughs> in that in that scene. Um, oh what, my gosh, that just gave me anxiety. Sorry. <laughs> what's uh, what's something else that you're like working on within quarantine? Like, are you are you developing any other skills? Are you like learning to juggle? Are you? Um, I wish. <laughs> are you cooking? Um, I mean, I have been baking, oh. um, and that's kind of happened a little like naturally, where I wanted like sweets and I needed to like figure out what I could do with what I had. Um, so I like have baked like chocolate cake. I baked sour cream uh, pound cake the other day. How did how did it turn out? It came out good, but I was kind of ex- like I have high expectations because I grew up on like this one sour cream pound cake that my mom used to buy. It hmm. was not as fluffy as that one, but it was still I still I finished it in one day. So, yeah. so it was. <laughs> I talked to Erica, and Erica was like, "It doesn't taste good." But I just ate half of it. <laughs> yes. Do you know that meme where the girl takes a drink and she's like, and she goes through like many phases, facial yeah. expressions mm-hmm. yep. of like that is exactly what I went through when I made that. <laughs> but I finished it. But besides baking, I've, I've been like, it's so weird. I have like four cameras and I don't use any of them. And I started using one film camera the other week. I feel like what's hard for me is if. I feel like anything creative or that's connected to like creativity, if I take it on, I feel like I have to do more with it. Like, I feel like I either have to like show it 
show this like skill off on social and be like, look what I did. Like I'm growing and I'm doing this. Or I have to like have some sort of output if I pick up some other creative skill. And I well, feel like why? that is something that I've been working on. I don't, I don't know. You know what? You know what? I really think it's a little dark. I think it's money. I feel it's like I'm so used to building my career out of like creative outlets and like making money out of it that I almost feel like if I'm going to pick something up, I'm just like, well, maybe I could like make money out of this or maybe I could like do this. And I don't, I don't, I think that's what it is. I think it's more of just like survival. That's kind really, of kicks in. That's really interesting. You know what? I hadn't, I promise I hadn't thought of this for the last month or however long we've been inside, right? Where it is this idea of social media as a way for other people to understand what you're doing, right? And like, I, we've yes. all been guilty of that. It's just like, oh, look at us. We're outside. Or this is a new project we're hinting at. Or like, here's something just to show you that we're not sitting at home doing nothing, right? But, yeah. but here we all are sitting around maybe doing nothing, maybe doing something. But I have never felt in these last you know, number of weeks, the feeling, the need to put that out there to be like, hey, and by the way, we are we are doing something every day. So we are promoting that. But it's not like, hey, look how hard. Yeah, but there's no pictures of us. I think it's too depressing to, to take pictures. Like, I, I find it like, what am I taking a picture of? You know, like, I don't want to remember this time. Like, this is not this is not a good time. Um, and yeah. I think that you know, when you talk about how you have four cameras sitting around, it's like, yeah, what are you going to take pictures of? Well, like the empty streets? I, that's f fine. Fair, right? I was reading. Yes, there's actually. a there's a uh, an anchor. I don't know her last name. Oh, maybe it's Bal Brooke Baldwin, I yep, think, from on CNN. CNN. Yeah. And I was reading. Did you see the post yesterday? No. So she had COVID, right? And she went through the most horrible two weeks of, of her life. And she documented it so that she would remember how she felt in that moment right now by the way it could have ended up much worse than clearly she is doing yeah. right now because she's alive and she's you know uh, recuperating yeah but she wanted to know that like that was the bottom well no but he, okay and erica you might um have something to say about this too but like i for the first day that we quarantined i wrote a journal entry but that was the only thing i wrote I, I didn't go back day two, day three, none of it. I, I've, I wrote day one and I was like, this is how I feel. And I was just like, I don't, it's, it's so exhausting to spill all your feelings out in that way that I was just like, I just, I, I don't want to do this anymore. But I think that it just all depends on like, if it's connected to what's going on or how connected what you're doing is to what's going on. So like, I feel like the baking had nothing to do with me like wanting to keep busy or like not wanting to read the news. Like I was just like, I want to bake a cake yeah. or I miss that like pound cake when I was a kid. I want to make that. So I feel like that's why. And I feel like the versus the creative outlets has always been something that I've been a little like hesitant about because I feel like this pressure of needing to like extend that outlet into like work like that I don't and I so it might be amplified because of what's going on but like uh, to tell you the truth the photos that I've been taking have been photos that Diego uh, of flowers that Diego pees on like <laughs> Diego loves peeing on flowers that's pretty I like apt that's I think up. you know yeah. I mean it's my little flower boy but like he's so I'm like I need I want to take photos of something that's like interesting and I didn't want to see this is what I mean like I overthink a lot of like creative skills so I, I, just, I like, agree with that you know in, yeah. a, in a in a perfect world where there are galleries and people have gallery openings and can be within six feet from each other I think mm. that a whole exhibit around those photos like giant photos of flowers no that your dog has peed on that would oh be phenomenal and i, I would like i just feel i would bad. go to the open i would be there like, night Those one are my yeah. like i feel bad if someone saw the photos and they're like your dog has been the one that's been peeing on my flowers this entire time yeah like, next to the sign that says like you yeah know, put the address curb keep the, your dog keep, yeah keep the dog yes. away yes that, erica he doesn't care he doesn't he can't read the sign and um, if he did he wouldn't care why is your dog named diego and not as what the internet wanted rick ross by the internet, you mean just you? Or, right. I don't know, Eric. Did you also want? To no, I did not name? advocate for okay. it. But afterwards, once I heard about it, I was like, I'm not mad at the idea. <laughs> well, it's funny because there was like a time where he didn't really know his name, 
so we would just call him anything. Osvaldo would like switch up his name all the time, depending on like, like if once he had like when he when I first got him, he had like a little case of fleas because he's from shelter, yeah. and like Osvaldo would just call him like Fleabag for a long time, and I'm like, don't call him that because then that's gonna he's gonna think that's his name. <laughs> so there's a little bit of time where you guys like made that joke during that time. That was pretty funny. And I think I I think I called him that twice, and he like answer to one and once yes. he did that i was like never again <laughs> never yes. again am i going to try it my dog rick ross <laughs> oh my i'm so scared that when you guys visit you're going if that i mean now we don't know when that will happen yeah, but when you do visit yeah um, we're going to retrain him to respond to rick ross um, absolutely we were talking to a friend recently scary. about the party that you threw you had a nice dinner oh party gosh. it was a taco tuesday <laughs> and you build it as a welcome to la party for Eric and Jeff, and that insinuated we were moving there, which we were not. <laughs> but I love that that was the sort of bigger idea, and it was sold as that. And it was like, oh no, you're not moving here? No, no. You know, all right, so listen, that's also very much indication as to like answering your question of have I been FaceTiming with people? I kick people out very early on <laughs> when they're at my house, and I only do taco night like once every four months. So it shows you how okay I'm at like being alone these days but listen i did i did say in the email that you guys were posting it which is also you (laughs) guys did not know yeah like it was was all a surprise because you guys did not know and agreed to it (laughs) but i needed the pressure to be taken off of me so i appreciate you guys hosting without knowing well erica we love you take care of yourself out there take care of diego and take care of those flowers um stay stay inside as much as you can and stay creative and we're looking forward to everything that you're going to put out uh do you want to give the people your patreon real quick yes it's patreon.com slash illy mag uh illy mag is a site also if you want to check it out i-l-y-m-a-g i-l-y yes um thank you guys thanks for like also checking in offline um i appreciate that a lot no problem erica i'm a great friend (laughs) is what i want people to know you are you guys are great friends um and i appreciate that and i appreciate you guys for like just like simply just messaging and seeing my like cries on twitter and just like texting and being like are you okay spelled just with like the letters are you okay like, I, also, <laughs> I think you're confusing me for somebody <laughs> else wait do you have other friends that you think i am uh, no. <laughs> erica we'll talk to you soon don't ever change. I love you guys. I'll talk love to you. Love you too. Soon. Bye. Shout out to Eric Ramirez. Shout out to Chase B. And shout out to Division. Jeff, I'll be back tomorrow. We are back every day forever. As always, guys. Not for real, for real. Sure, sure. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Brrrat!